check audio. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Okay, that's good enough. All right, audio check number two. Testing one, two, three. Welcome back to PK Studios, guys. My name is Mike, and we just like to talk about anime, TV shows, movies, comic books, anime shorts, commentary, responses, and the general rants of a 17-year-old who's obsessed with TV shows and movies. All right, final audio test. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to PK Studios Talk, the podcast talking about everything from anime to TV shows to movies and general rants about everything. All right, and I think that's set. I think I'm just going to leave this like this, and we'll just play around with the audio and post. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to PK Studios Talk, the podcast where we talk about everything from movies to anime to TV shows, generalized rants and commentary on other, my favorite popular, what is it, commentaries and theorists and all the guys out there who spend their days like me looking for the latest tidbit of information within the upcoming movies and TV shows. I am your host. Michael Banks. A little bit about me before we get started. Um, since I'm kind of relaunching this platform, um, with this podcast, I am 17 years old. Uh, I'm a narcoleptic and also a part otaku, full-fledged Christian who likes movies and TV shows. I do my best to keep everything pretty much uh, what is it, short and concise. I like to rant off a little bit, so this is where I I let myself have a little bit of free range and stuff like that. Um, I also say stuff like that and um pretty often I'm trying to work on it so bear with me guys I'm just getting started here I I love a lot of movies and TV shows for reference point I was born in 03 03 uh and in comparison Iron Man 1 it came out in 2008 so you know 5 year old Michael was popping to the literal point where I had Iron Man 2 at 7 years old on DVD and carried it around in a little case alongside Voltron, Avatar The Last Airbender, um, Transformers 1, Lion King 1 and a half, the original Hulk movie from 2003 in a little in a little case for DVDs with the, like a DVD player, like a mobile like small like laptop DVD player. That's how much I've been watching movies and TV shows. I was literally in the crib literally going falling asleep to naked night as a child so you know like this has been literally what i've been doing since birth but nonetheless this podcast talks about everything from again movies to tv shows anime and for today's topic i'm actually gonna be doing commentary off of another video it's something i wanted to be doing for a minute and it's sort of a cross between the two um so one of my favorite youtube channels out there right now is called uh rogue theory well the channel's called New Rockstars, but their segment is Rogue Theory. EA Voss, guys, anybody out there from the uh, from the New Rockstars team, you guys are doing amazing content. Um, hit me up. Let's do a collab. Um, MichaelJBanks03 at gmail.com. No caps whatsoever. Um, just hit me up. Send me an email. Uh, whatever. Hit me up on Instagram, over the pot. I, I don't know. Just let me know. I want to be on Rogue Theory, man. Like, you guys have so much fun, and I want to see. 
I, w- I just want to like uh, interact with you guys over a conversation about comics and TV shows. But nonetheless, while I'm over here self-promoting myself, uh, so Rogue Theory does all these like off the band, very like elaborate theories depending on the subject matter of the weekend of of the of the actual you know episode and context. They've done episodes on Deadpool on the justice league um there's one that just recently got released that i haven't watched yet on spider-man um so i'm gonna go check that out later on but nonetheless the one episode that they actually ended up doing was uh theories about thor because um thor his actor chris hemsworth has even stated that like even after thor 4 he doesn't have like plans of retiring anytime soon he doesn't have plans of like leaving the MCU the same way that Captain America and Iron Man and Black Widow have essentially all made their exit strategies out of the MCU essentially. I mean there's always room with time travel and alternate universes and resurrections to bring characters back from the dead and th- and all that, but for the most part Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are all pretty much done in the MCU. Uh, uh, moving forward with phases four and five. But Chris Hemsworth believes differently. He's like, oh no, I'm at the top of my game right now. I'm not going nowhere. Why would I go anywhere? But he, the point is, is that after Thor 4, where does he go? So, um, they were talking about a lot of different things. One of the funniest things that I that I thought was uh, an interesting theory was the idea that he's just going to keep popping up randomly with the new Avengers, sort of being that one guy who's always there talking about, well, back in my day, back in 2012, we, we was way better than y'all. We was actually doing stuff, you know? We was fighting the evil for the real, real, the 2009, okay? All right, I was fighting aliens alongside the original Captain America, okay? This ain't y'all team. This my team, okay? These ain't the Avengers. Y'all just the fake-offs. I was part of the real Avengers, okay? Like, I don't know why I'm using a partially country accent, but, like, that old man that's, like, there always trying to relive the glory days or explain, well, back in my day, back when we actually fought supervillains, you know, not these po- these pansies that y'all be fighting now. Like, I could totally see Chris Hemsworth doing that in a similar manner on the MCU. But I actually had a couple ideas for the, of my own. So, here is my petition for the Thor Rogue Theory, even though this episode is like a week and a half old. So, Thor 4, I don't really have any theories for that. I have stayed away from any information of Thor 4 and most of the upcoming MCU movies just to give more of a chance for some of these movies. I did the same for Black Panther, and I think I did it for Ant-Man 3 as well, just because, what is it, I have a tendency, I really don't care. You could tell me the entire plot of the movie, I'm still going to turn around and go see the movie anyway because I still want to see the movie, not just hear somebody talk to me about it. So, um, it doesn't matter if you spoil anything for me. In fact, it actually gives me another, uh, a different t- terms of excitement to know, oh man, my friend said this is going to happen. I wonder when it's going to happen. Or they're telling me, oh, it's near the end of the movie. It's near the beginning of the movie. It's after this and it's before this. So if I know it's coming, I'm going to be like, oh, here we go. Here we go. This is what they was talking about. So the spoilers have never been a huge thing for me. 
but it doesn't change the fact of that it's spoiled when you walk into a movie with no expectations whatsoever you're completely surprised by whatever you get good or bad so with Thor 4 I've decided to just go ahead and just leave the information alone not look too much into it I know Christian Bale I think is supposed to be playing God uh what is it the God Butcher Gore and then I know Jane Foster is returning possibly to to take up the mantle of Thor as well there's there's talks of uh, Beta Ray Bill getting into the film or Enchantress and it just seems like there's an, a, a nice good mix of things going on in this film and I'm really interested to see what happens so whatever ends up happening within this movie I want by the end of it it to be one of two situations Thor has a realization about whatever whatever happens in the film and finds himself in, in uh finds himself regaining parts of his honor if you don't understand what I mean by that, I mean that while technically speaking, he is able to lift Mjolnir and he is worthy of that power, Thor hasn't exactly been his best self lately. Ever since the events of Infinity War, he's gone into drinking and playing video games with Korg and Meek all day. He's gotten all fat and all that. So he's losing himself and he left with the Guardians of the Galaxy to travel across the, cro the cosmos in order to sort of give himself a new space, a new area, sort of to do redefine who he was or find who he used to be and you know what just to regain control of his life again um for the better so i think that by the end of thor 4 that's going to be somewhat figured out and it's going to lead him into thor 5 now the key point about that is that between thor 4 and thor 5 i don't know who how who where when or how this will happen i don't know if it will be a doctor doom thing maybe um a time travel incident ant-man and the wasp another reality warping event another avengers movie that the consequences from that movie bring this to action bring this into the fold whatever ends up happening between thor 4 and thor 5 a small colony of asgardians are found alive ones that were thought long lost and actually have been frozen in time for centuries this includes the mother of hella and another sibling who is like a younger slash older version of what is it thor's siblings so thor to my knowledge only has loki for a brother but thor ragnarok changed this up by making uh hella the goddess of death actually his older sister so what wouldn't it be a fun little play on things to have him actually have another sibling yet another child that uh baby daddy odin uh neglected to tell Thor about and he um this this child female or male I don't know which one sort of resembles or feels or gives off the appearance of a younger Loki with the mischievous background the the, the dark black hair maybe even some green emerald eyes just to sort of like picture Loki as a child to introduce a kid Loki that kid Loki could go on to join the young Avengers at some point um, fight alongside the Avengers or the new Avengers or whatever superhero team uh, you, you can think of but that introduces the possibility of an alternate Kid Loki um, without having to get into the deep comic book version of Kid Loki um, so that allows for Thor 5 to play off as Thor trying to regain his full honor by taking back the throne of Asgard and making amends with these older kingdom and then being like wait 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 so the last king we had was king boar 
you're his son? It's like, oh, no, King Boy's my granddad. Oh, oh, I, I thought King Boy's son was Odin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Odin's your dad. Yeah, Odin's my dad. Oh, so I guess you king then, right? So it, it kind of being a situation like that, right, where Thor is regaining his honor. He's becoming king of Asgard. Something that's like that may seem a little repetitive, but the thing is we've never actually gotten to see the full prospect of what that looks like because again thor what is it didn't want the throne in i and in thor one or two then in thor three at the end of it at the end of thor three he's got the refugee asgardians what's left of asgard and everything and the aliens and stuff and they're He's sitting there at the top as if it's his throne and everything, and everybody's respecting him as if he was your majesty, as if he was the king, because he is the oldest son and all that. So it kind of, that was short-lived, apparently, because then everybody got trashed up in Infinity War because of Thanos. So the point is, what if this movie, we actually got to see him become king and stay king for the long time or possibly eternity? But the issue is where the the... the the, the really cool aspect, the conflict of the story is that when he returns to Earth to sort of reunite this lost colony with the new Asgardians, essentially, that have now been on Earth for a good seven or eight years plus, give or take, you, you have the new Asgardians and their queen, Valkyrie, versus Thor and these old school Asgardians and the... The, the contrast in technology, in, uh, in, in culture, in all of those things begin to clash, finally coming to a standstill when you realize that Thor is still being prideful and also a little bit, um, a little bit of a, a, a jerk for abandoning these people, leaving them with Loki for one period of time, then almost getting everyone killed, then making up for it, then still on the couch drinking beer all day because he's depressed. And then on top of that, just to make sure that the people were all right, he put Valkyrie in charge, who was pretty much already doing all his jobs anyway as king. So because of that, she made her queen, and it was left like that. But now he just wants to come back in and step in and take over again? No, that's not how that all works. You can't just do that. So... The point being is that uh, they're going to have a fight. It's going to be like an Asgardian civil war, maybe making a reference to the fact of that Thor wasn't in the actual civil war um, movie or even in the timeline. Timeline slash, what is it, comic book source material. He wasn't even there. It was actually a clone version of him made by, uh, I believe, Reeve Richards and Tony Stark. So, that all being said, Thor 6 will see him finally. He's got the throne or whatever. He's a king. And he's just kind of just like, maybe he's just writing his friends or something like that where he, or he's, he's worked some sort of deal out where he's able to be Thor. He's able to be the traveling warrior who protects all the nine realms, but also the stay-at-home sitting on the throne handling the politics um what is it thor that we all know so that that particular interest 
would bring a Thor 6 movie that really could just be like something they film in the past and leave it like how they did with the Hamilton movie in uh, on Disney Plus where they just kind of just leave the footage unedited unfinished in the in the in the basement or whatever or wherever they keep all the archive stuff and just be like okay if we ever get into a dry spell like 2020 where we can't exactly produce or film new content We've already got a whole series or a whole two-hour movie or whatever, whatever, uh, of a movie that's filmed that we just haven't released or or really finished up. Hey, can we get X amount of dollars to get the crew up in here? We're gonna put them in quarantine with themselves so that they can get the work done and uh, finish the product properly, and then hopefully the quarantine will be over by then. Or then on this date, we're still gonna release it out because we had a movie already, sort of like there as a backup in case something like this ever happens um so thor 6 is going to be his final flick right he's going to be chasing some bad guy down i don't know who maybe it's kane the conqueror maybe it's just another dude but one way or another he's going to end up traveling through reality and time itself and he's going to end up in the future where he's having to hunt down this new villain who they oh but he's also has to deal with the repercussions with and sort of interact with his three, count them three, triplet daughters. So this is where my fan stuff starts to, starts to shine out a little bit more. So he has three daughters from three different girls because you already know Thor got in them draws on multiple occasions. You know that this man has definitely got a, 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 a substantially high body count. So it only makes sense that he would end up getting Sif and Valkyrie and Jane Foster all pregnant it like i mean i can't see it not happening is the question so the, the what i would i would enjoy or what what i would like to see is that he's in the future he's trying to hunt down this villain and he gets essentially recruited slash helped by an older version of all the people who should not be here anymore so um you have uh first off you have jane foster's daughter um who is like I forgot what I called her. I think I uh, her daughter is Valerie, Torin, and Sky. Sky is the daughter of Jane Foster. She's half human, but she does actually retain a piece of like a mutation or whatever that gives her like native electrokinetic abilities, um, similar to her dad when he's in his full state during Ragnarok. Um, then there's a uh, Torin who has the full blood of an Asgardian as she's Sif's daughter and she has the super strength the durability the uh the the extreme temperance and those those weapons aren't exactly fake let's just go ahead and say that she's a, she's a master swordsman and her sword is pretty much made of the same material as Thor's hammer with a couple slight differences including the fact that it's made to be sharper and lighter because it's not a hammer it's a sword then last but not least there's Valerie Valerie is the daughter of like uh, Thor and and Valkyrie. I don't know exactly how this will work. Maybe it'll be a cousin situation too, or like a genetic type of situation where they're like, oh well, we got Valkyrie's blood and we got Thor's blood. Why don't we just make a clone or something like that, right? So you have those instances where you can interact with these three different girls or all three of them at once as they're pining over their own dad who they didn't get to meet but they're also on top of that they're also having to uh he's having to interact with each one of them and learn to be a dad for the first time 
with his almost fully a grown, a grown daughters. So those are my thoughts. Those that's my rogue theory. I know I made a lot of pauses. I know that there's probably pieces of this audio that are a little bit lower than the others, just because what is it? I keep bouncing my head away from the mic, like in, in enthusiasm and stuff. So, um, yeah, bear with me here. I'm gonna do better as this podcast progresses on, but I will see you guys around next time.